There's been a huge new development in mortgage lending space. We're going to go through a big change that helps mortgage prisoners all across Australia finally be able to refinance their loans. In another episode of Australian Property Talk, I've got Curtis with me. Curtis, how are you? Yeah, very good. We so such breaking press. We don't even have time to set up the video camera for this one. It's like <laughs> straight straight to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it feels like um, we're getting out of like a bit of a uh, gloom and doom um, position that uh, the Aussie housing market's been in for uh, you know nearly a year or so, um, and you know we're starting to get onto the other side of it where the housing market performing very strongly. Um, there's a lot of demand out there. And now lending policies are getting easier. So, um, you know, that is often a signal um, for, you know, a change in direction. Um, and this one's big, really, really big. Curtis, can you run through what's actually happened? Yeah. So I think, like you say, um, you know, just high level, I think people, lenders, you know, regulators are starting to realize that, you know, the current environment is likely to be around for, you know, a bit of a period of time. Um, so yeah, they're looking at making changes and finding ways to, for people to access lending. So the big thing here is, um, yeah, people looking to mortgage prisoners who at the moment can't refinance their loans because essentially they don't pass the servicing requirements um, that result from these high interest rates. Um, they have been given um, a bit of a an opportunity to refinance their loans across. Um, at the moment, there's one major bank that's announced they're starting this, but our expectation is this might become a bit of a norm in the market um, to basically refinance their loans across. If they've got good credit history, they're meeting their repayments, you can take your 800K loan across um, to a different bank, same 800K, um, and effectively refinance onto lower rates. So it's allowing you to keep your current debt levels competitive by giving you refinance options um, for people who currently um, don't have them. Yeah, that's a good summary. Um, so breaking it down a little bit more, what's happened is when you go and apply for a refinance, so let's just say you've got an $800,000 mortgage, like Curtis said, um, what the bank will do is work out and you're paying, say, a uh, 5.5% rate. At the moment, most banks are going to test you and see whether you can make repayments at 8.5%. So that's a 3% buffer over the existing interest rate that you have. Now, the big change is they're not going to take a 3% buffer anymore. They're going to take a 1% buffer. So what that means is they're going to be assessing you at 65 instead of 85 um, That, putting it in numbers perspective, is about a 20 to 25% improvement in borrowing power. And putting it in a time perspective, it really takes away about eight of the interest rate rises that's actually occurred for these uh, refinanciers and takes them away and says, look, let's just assume that uh, the interest rate only needs to increase one percentage point instead of three percentage point in, in how we buffer you. Um, and in doing so, it means that a lot of people who can't refinance can now refinance. Um, and it's one major bank that's offered this. But yeah, as Curtis mentioned, we're kind of expecting competition to arrive in this space and completely change the landscape for mortgage prisoners. Yeah. And so, to, to add to that, it's it's the 1% buffer is applied to all the mortgage debt you have. So, you know, we work um, with a lot of investors and people who have fairly large portfolios or in the process of growing um, big portfolios. So for people who have a lot of debt sp spread across, say, multiple properties, um, they're even bigger winners out of this change. Um, if you've got one loan, you know, you're a winner um, or one amount of debt, you're a winner. But if you have a large amount of debt, you know, the benefit gets applied across all your debt. Um, so, Definitely. yeah, for investors in particular, um, it's an even bigger improvement. Yeah. Essentially, the more debt you have, the 
bigger the improvement will be um, for you. Um, so one question that has popped up everywhere um, across our socials is um, what does why are they allowing this and why what did the regulators do to allow for it? Um, so do you have any thoughts on, on whether this is going to create any risk in the system, um, whether it's a huge new shock to, to markets, um, whether it's going to drive new lending? Um, what are your thoughts on that, Curtis? Yeah, so it's, it is a little bit speculative as to what they were thinking, but um, I would say it's, it's not really going to drive too much um, new lending like in aggregate in Australia because we're looking at refinances only. So, for example, if you're making a purchase, you're taking on new debt in any significant way, um, you know, you don't qualify for this. You have to meet the normal rules. Um, so, it's really about people um, being in a better position to manage the debt they already have. Um, and I think what the regulator has probably looked at, I imagine from APRA's perspective, they're looking at this debt and going the you know, consumers, the household is or has already taken on this debt and it's already servicing this debt. So from a system-wide risk perspective, moving this debt from bank A to bank B yep. isn't necessarily increasing or decreasing any risk. Yeah, um, sure. So as long as the banks are comfortable that they want to take on, that they're interested in, you know, taking on that risk, I guess, yep. um, they're the ones really absorbing it. Um, if they want the business and they're interested in it, then from a system-wide perspective, um, moving, a, moving a million-dollar loan from CBA to ANZ or from ANZ yep. to Westpac or from Westpac to NAB um, isn't changing the overall risk dynamic in the, yeah, you know, sure. the financial system. Sure. So this problem has, the problem with this mortgage prisoner term has sort of come about after 11 straight, or well, 11 interest rate rises after, 12 months, out of 12 months, um, what that means is eligibility tests for someone on their own existing mortgage that they already have has been uplifted a lot because the interest rate's gone from, you know, two to five. Um, and as a result, the benchmarks applied have increased too. So what that means is borrowers with perfect repayment histories who have repeatedly made their repayments in good order, um, they are being tested at these sort of abnormal rates, even though they can already demonstrate that they've made their, their repayments. So it's probably a little bit unrealistic to, you know, sense test someone refinancing their debt um, as to whether they can meet higher repayments um, because they're already meeting their repayments. So that's part of the regulatory reason for why they've allowed it for refinances and existing lending only. Um, Versus when you go and take on a new debt, that new debt um, will, like, when you go and go make a purchase, um, you need to demonstrate that you can afford that purchase in different interest rate environments um, and you can demonstrate strong repayment histories going forward. Um, so th th that's the big change. Um, and it really helps Aussie borrowers in general because um, some banks have been using the data that they've got uh, a little bit um you know, a little bit of manipulation here. They, they've got all this data on their borrower and they know that some of these borrowers can't refinance. And as a result, they're giving them lower discounts. And effectively, these borrowers are trapped paying higher interest rates. Um, completely unnecessary. Um, so the system and the rules of the system are actually trapping people that have good repayment histories. So this is unwinding that a little bit. So I think it's a really good change. Helps Aussie borrowers, helps competition in the lending space, uh, and it doesn't really add any risk to the financial system. If anything, it might even reduce risk a little bit because it helps people have options um, and provide some competition in that space. So it could reduce risk a little bit. Um, 
because, yeah, people will stop being gouged a little bit in the cases where they are. Yeah, I think that's right. I think competition is the key word here. And that's, I imagine, what APRA and the regulators were looking at most closely. Um, you know, you've got a whole bunch of people that are mortgage prisoners. And, you know, one of the perverse impacts of that is that they mean they might not meet servicing criteria at the moment, but then they're also in a position where they're paying higher interest rates than because they don't have access to any competition. So like you say, their lender might not offer them the best rate and they've got no capacity to go and essentially take their loan elsewhere. So I think this is help helping introduce a bit of competition there. So people who have been in this situation um, are at least able to, you know, re-access the competitive market. So like in terms of a total yeah, or read them. Do you want to run through, I guess, the total package of what we're looking for here if someone's in this position, they've been a mortgage prisoner, yeah. um, and now this big policy change has come along? Yeah, sure. So the lender that's doing this, it, it's a major bank um, that's announced it uh, for now. Um, they have a great total offering for uh, borrowers out there. They have a big cashback, one of the biggest cashbacks in the market. They allow approvals pretty seamlessly. Um, they're completely digital in the sense that uh, they allow digital doc signing processes. We're getting approvals with them in 24, 48 hours. I imagine that will push back a little bit with um, you know, a wave of refinancing that, that occurs from this policy. But essentially, it's tick, tick, tick in terms of what they offer. They've got sharp interest rates. So overall, borrowers are going to be going through this process in a fast manner getting lower rates, getting a benefit for doing it um, with their cash back um, and moving to a major bank, you know, can provide a lot of comfort to people as well. So um, it's like a total package. And when you assess it and analyze it uh, in terms of the overall lending market, it's a really, really powerful offering. Um, Curtis, do you mind running through, for those that are thinking about this, that think that this might apply to them, do you mind going through the eligibility for this? Um, there's a few strict rules to it that are worth um, highlighting. Do you mind just yeah, yeah. So like you say, it's the eligibility is quite strict and managed quite tightly. So um, yeah, it is worth running through that because it doesn't necessarily apply to everyone. So banks are really looking at your credit history when they're assessing your eligibility to access this offer. So um, they're looking at essentially, they want the loan to demonstrate your repayment history. They want to see that the loan that you're looking to refinance has been open for at least 12 months um, and that you've been up to date on all your repayments and that that's all squeaky clean. Um, and not just that loan, you know, your repayments are all squeaky clean across, across any debt that you have. Yep. Um, so they're looking at both owner-occupier and investment loans. So um, there's no restrictions on invest moving investment lending. Um, but they are only looking at P&I repayments. So um, if you are looking to refinance out of somewhere, um, you're looking at bringing, you know, having a P&I repayment. They're not considering any interest-only applications. Um, and the repayments need to be lower than um, what you're getting previously. So, for, for example, this is where IO comes in, um, you know, switching from um, an IO repayment that's lower than a P&I repayment might be a bit tricky. Um you know, you might need to convert your existing loan to PNI first, but basically, or say you, you're on a fixed period um, that has a low rate, um, they're looking that your repayment burden has to come down as a result of doing this. Um, if your repayments are going to increase for whatever reason, um, then you're not eligible. Um, but like I say, you might be able to look into your existing circumstances and adjust it to like an apples to apples comparison, which would then normally, you know, make you eligible basically yeah, sure. so, um, so yeah. it's a little bit clunky um it's not perfect um and the way they uh, have announced this is 
via a credit exception. So um, that doesn't that means that um, the process may take a little bit longer because it needs a higher approval channel um, to go through. But we've been assured that hey, look, it'll be approved and meets all this criteria. Um, but it is a little bit clunky because some of these eligibility tests can be a little bit finicky. So if you have a fixed period that's about to expire and it's on a low rate. Uh, and you're going to convert to a very high variable rate, you may need to wait until you've got one month's variable repayment history there to actually demonstrate a lower repayment um, than a refinance offering. So, um, you know, for example, let's just say you've got a million dollars of debt at 2%, um, that's going to convert to 6.5%. You've got to wait for your first month's repayment at 6.5%, and then you can refinance um, back. to the lower rate. And in terms of interest rates, um, I just touched on that, is uh, we're getting interest rates with this lender at around 5.5% um, P&I owner rock and uh, closer to 6 for P&I investment, um, you know, uh, 5.9 for P&I investment, so, um, and a little bit lower for low loan-to-value ratios. You get a bit more of a discount um, when you're at 70 or 60 LTV. So, you know, if you've got a lot of equity, then um, you can access even sharper interest rates. Um, these interest rates are pretty sharp for the market um, and even uh, perhaps a little bit better than existing loan terms, um, especially if you haven't reviewed your rates anytime recently. Um, and part of the clunkiness that is there with this policy change is that waiting for your repayment to be a little bit higher. So if you have an interest-only loan, you're going to find that your payments are going to be lower because you're paying interest-only. Um, no principal payments have been made. So you may need to convert your loan to P&I with your existing lender, um, have one month's repayment go through and then access this refinance. Um, and a lot of uh, investors and a lot of people listening might not want interest only, uh, might not want principal and interest lending. Um, so that's that's a little bit of an issue too. Um, and one really small issue is um, the uh, bank offering this are relying on your credit history and your credit report a lot. Um, some non-banks where you might be paying higher interest rates, they don't actually use these credit reporting systems. So it might be, they might be ruled out. If the, if the bank can't validate your repayment history via the credit reports they use, they use Equifax credit reports, um, if the, your um, repayment histories are not honoured, then the bank can't refinance that debt. Um, so most banks um, across Australia are on this, um, but there are a few that are not. Yeah. Um, been non-banks. Yeah, and, and I guess the, the point to make here is that at least at this point in time, what we're being told is there's there's very little flexibility, I guess, on this. So whereas through a normal credit process, you yep. might be able to give a transaction listing or, you know, show, you know, you don't necessarily have the information in your bank statement yet, but you're able to show what your rate's going to be in a month's time and there's more of a common sense approach. Um, For this kind of um, offer at the moment, they're just basically saying, look, we're going to pull up your credit file and we're going to look at your most recent month's mortgage statement and we're just going to take the information off that. If it ticks all the boxes, you're eligible. If it doesn't tick all the boxes, there's no kind of common sense negotiation that's available. You've got to make that info tick the boxes um, for it to work. So we do expect it to be a little bit clunky, um, but nevertheless, it's still a massive improvement over, you know, where we've been for the last, you know, six months where nothing's been possible. Yeah, exactly. I I think uh, as well, the benefit might be large enough um, uh, for borrowers on high interest rates with banks that are not budging or negotiating. Um, The benefit might be so large that it's worth, doing a little bit of manoeuvring um, to actually uh, access this. And you can, um, to manage those repayments, you can put your loan term back up to 30 years, which can reduce your repayment here through that process too. Um, It doesn't mean more interest paid, but it does reduce that repayment to 
include your eligibility. So that's the high level about the policy. Curtis, can you break it down? Who are the winners out of this? Um, you know, can you sum up the, the winners across the market? Yeah. Well, I think no one's a loser. Nothing's gone away. So it's only improvements for, for everyone. Um, you can't you can't be any worse off um, as a result of this. But yeah, the big winners are um, essentially anyone that's in this um, situation of being a bit of a mortgage prisoner. So anyone that's um, taken out, you know, lending and then now having a challenge of getting competitive rate offers because of servicing, um, they're the winners. And yep. there are some compromises to be made in the sense that, you know, you need to be moving on to P&I repayments. Um, but I think for a lot of people um, who have loans that have, you know, crept away from the best rates in the market. So, for example, you know, if you're with some of the smaller banks like Pepper, Resimac, you know, um, First Mac that are a little bit away from where you want to be, um, or if you're with, um, you know, a larger bank that's not giving you a competitive rate, we've seen, you know, that happen. Um, yeah, you've now got some options to explore that weren't there last week. Yeah, definitely. Um, we got asked by someone, will this have market impacts? Um, we don't think so. Like, I don't think it's going to change property market outcomes. Um, now that we've said we're into property market outcomes, we're just summing up what's happened. We Sydney, again, crazy interest rate rise happened last month. Surprise interest rate rise. Um, it's been two weeks of data. And Sydney, no surprise. Sydney and Melbourne, and nationally now, no surprise now anymore, they've just posted the best clearance rate in a year. Um, so interest rates are having an inverse relationship with property market outcomes at the moment. It may be scaring the RBA a little bit. Um, they did note it in their minutes mm. release um, uh, last week. They released minutes of their board meeting, and they did note it for the first time that, hey, these rising house prices, they're called asset prices in general, um, they're referring to the exchange rate as well, is a little bit concerning. Um, so uh, that was quite interesting because it's quite unusual for the RBA to directly reference house prices in their decision-making process of interest rates, but they did last month. Um, so uh, crazy times out there. There's a lot of buyer demand. Um, you know, we're busier than ever. And for anyone um, who wants to take advantage of this refinance offering. Our sort of key goal to begin this year has been to take care of our customers and uh, Aussie borrowers through a very tough circumstance with interest rate rises that have occurred. Um, you know, we've been we've talked about it before. We've done so many loan reviews um, for uh, a large segment of our clients. Um, uh, that has generated a saving of over $2 million a year um, in loan reviews just from um, ticking borrowers' back to market interest rates um, and speaking to banks. Um, this is probably phase two of that. Um, it gets those other borrowers who haven't been getting those good discounts and can't refinance, it now gets them a big saving as well. So it's great news for the uh, for that, uh, for the market, um, it just ensures that Aussies are not paying more interest to the banks than they need to, um, and it promotes competition. So it's wonderful news. Um, we just wanted to share that with everyone. Uh, we're going to sign out. Um, and, yeah. Uh, look forward to doing this again next week.